Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is The Roy Gray Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Listen back anytime to any uh, segment uh, you choose to. Listen back to the whole show at RoyGreenShow.com on the web and the podcasts. And you can follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. I'll read as many tweets as I can today. It's been uh, very busy. I haven't gotten to too many, but I am reading them. And uh, emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Hussein Hamdani is a lawyer in Hamilton. He's a spokesperson for the Muslim Council of Greater Hamilton. He's vice chair of the North America-wide organization Nasser. And I've known Hussein for a long time. Uh, Hussein, good to have you on the program. Good to talk to you again after a number of years. Yeah, it's been too long, Roy. Nice to hear your voice as well. Yeah. Um, you and I have talked about uh, world uh, disorder, peace, lack of peace. We've had all sorts of discussions over the years. What is, after what happened in Paris... What's the reaction from the Muslim community in Hamilton what, to what took place and ISIS claiming responsibility? Well, there's a number of reactions that, that I've, I've noticed that the community's had. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter and, and Facebook and other social media and just hearing what the, the community's saying. And almost universally, the reaction is just anger, anger at ISIS. Like, you know, how, how dare they do this in the name of Islam? Uh, how, how dare they continue their killing spree? Um, that that uh, many of them, many people in the community have pointed out that you know we're all talking about Paris right now, but ISIS has killed far more Muslims uh, in the Middle East and, and and around the world than any other faith group has been affected by ISIS, and 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 you know we've been the victims of ISIS barbarism for a long time. Just three days ago, there was a bomb blast in Lebanon. Two days ago, there was a, a uh, blast in, in Baghdad at a, at a market killing scores and scores of people. About a month ago, they, they had a, a blast in Ankara, Turkey, that killed about 127, 128 people. So this is just a continuation of ISIS barbarism that's been going around, really, really emotionally upset about what's going on, and, and our hearts and prayers go with the victims of this latest atrocity. Hussein, how do you challenge, how do you, uh, how do you defeat ISIS? Uh, we have the President of the United States talking about degrading over time. He said he doesn't have a plan. He doesn't really know what, he's, what he wants to do or they don't have a, uh, a plan in place. But how, how do you defeat ISIS? What's the reaction? And, and let's keep in mind that there's the, the homegrown uh, terror aspect. They have a certain amount of significant appeal to a percentage of the population, not only in Canada, but the United States and Western countries. You know, what we do is we need to attack ISIS's, um, one of the recruitment tools that ISIS uses is, is, is they say that the West is at war with Islam, that the Western nations, Canada, United States, Western Europe, 
have all declared war on the religion of Islam and that every Muslim then has an obligation to defend the faith. Well, this is a false premise. Roy, Canada, United States, many of these countries are at war with Islam. They may be at war with terrorism, but they're not at war with a global religion. And so we have to ensure that our young people, young Canadians, know that this is a false premise and that uh, their obligation is to really to make Canada a better place. Number two, we do need to challenge them in the places that they're at, and that might be militarily. We need to ensure that, that they don't have the ability to sell the oil in the black market that they're doing, that they don't have the ability to take over land and, and to, to have uh, taxes and to gain income. Um, and number three, we have to, again, challenge the, the, the challenge for the hearts and minds of young people around the world who, who do go and, and join these, uh, these terrorist organizations. But, but one of the main things we need to do, Roy, is we need to really resolve what's going on in Syria. It's the chaos in Syria that's allowing ISIS to prosper. ISIS only prospers in, play, in places where there is no central government. So that's why they have some degree of autonomy in Syria and some degree of autonomy in Iraq. We need to ensure that Syria and Iraq become stable uh, nations, uh, have civil governance, so that they have no, ISIS has no place to get a foothold. So the question is, how do you go about doing that? And how do you take the attraction factor away for young people to uh, to join ISIS or think of joining ISIS or wanting to join ISIS or getting on social networking sites and feeling that ISIS uh, messages their message? You know, this, this is a lot easier done today than, than, than maybe three years ago. I think there's a lot of young people who, who may have been relatively attracted to the idea of a Islamic caliphate in the middle of the Muslim world, you know, three years ago. But now that ISIS, and people have seen what ISIS is, they're just barbaric, barbaric people. They kill far more Muslims than, than they kill non-Muslims. They are, are brutal in their, in their ways. And I think that some of that attractiveness is gone. The second thing is we need to sit down with young people. And then that's what some of the projects that we do here in, in Hamilton, where you're very familiar with, and in southern Ontario, is we talk to young people about uh, the theology of the religion of Islam. We talk to them about getting civically engaged, becoming empowered, and realizing that they, they uh, have a, a religious and moral obligation to, to promote peace and not engage in this type of destructive behavior. And you're finding a response to that. Yeah, well, like I said, we've been far more successful in the last two, three years than we were beforehand because people are going, people are seeing, the Muslim youth are seeing beyond ISIS propaganda. Um, we still need to work on Islamophobia in society. Don't get me wrong. Um, the, you know, not to get too political on your, your show, but, you know, the recent federal elections really help make young Muslims understand that, no, no, that, you know, that the, 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 the the federal government isn't anti-Muslim in nature. So what we need to do is make sure that every young person, Muslim or non-Muslim, every young Canadian feels that, they're, that they belong, that they have a presence, that they're valued in Canadian society. And uh, whether that's uh, a young person who grew up in Stony Creek or whether it's a young person who's in the outskirts of Montreal, every Canadian youth needs to feel that they have a future here in Canada. And that's some of the work that we need to do, all of us, not just me or the Muslim community. All of us need to ensure that Canada's inclusive, Canada is tolerant, and that we don't allow for any type of 
prejudicial, discriminatory behavior. You know, uh, not so long ago, if a young person had a negative impression or a negative thought or a dangerous thought, they were pretty much on their own, and the thought would most often, I think, would just sort of, eventually they'd grow out of it, they'd, uh, they'd, they'd grow past it, and they'd mature. Today, if you have a negative thought, doesn't matter if you're a young person or not, you can go on social media and you'll immediately find all sorts of people who may not only share your negative thought, but take it to a level you haven't even anticipated. It's important to, to keep that in mind and keep the social media reality uh, in perspective and, and fight back there as well. You're um, absolutely uh, sorry, Roy. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. I agree with you. I agree with you. Whole, the, the problem, uh, the problem with social media, if I can put it that way, is that you can find like-minded people who share your perspective, whatever that perspective may be. You, you, you know, before, if you lived in, say, Stony Creek, it was really hard to communicate with someone who lived in Thunder Bay. But now it's easy. All you have to do is get on Facebook. You find each other, then you can start having chats privately. And so that's, that's a reality that we live in today. It's a lot easier to have sort of uh, uh, superficial communication. But we should also recognize that it's important to invest in mental health issues and mental health uh, research uh, initiatives because I do believe that there's a lot of young people. Again, this is outside of religious communities. But and I, and I, and Hussein, I have about 20 seconds. Okay. We just need to invest in... In, in mental health issues, Roy, and that's a society-wide thing. It's a it's a big picture issue, and uh, good to talk to you again, Hussein. It's been a long time. Thanks, Roy. I appreciate it. Anytime. All the best. Hussein Hamdani, lawyer and spokesperson for the Muslim Council of Greater Hamilton, vice chair of the North America-wide organization, Nasser. We're back after this.